Good morning, everyone, to the Foot Guns Midweek Update. It is July 26, 2023 at 8.30 a.m. in New York. Uh, if you're new here, the format of this is the first half. I go over uh, last week's cheat sheet starting uh, last Thursday and then um, go and look at Twitter. Now, I guess we call it X. Um because crypto Twitter uh, tends to be where a lot of the uh, news and uh, events and that sort of things break first. Um, so yeah, check that to see if there's anything relevant coming into the week. Today is FOMC day, so you can expect people to be tweeting about that. Um, <laughs> hopefully I can find something that's uh, interesting and not completely just trolling and taking up space. Um, so yeah, last Thursday, Bitcoin was trying to hold on to this 30,100 level. Um, as you see, actually, uh, you know, the support was actually all the way back down at 30,000. Uh, it had some weekly support uh, that was just trying to break above, couldn't really get above it and as you can see the cheat sheet um started to get uh you know not necessarily bearish but um neutral with a with a bias towards going down to the, and retesting the support uh at in the meantime uh the stock market and the nasdaq also uh started to cool off while oil uh was actually picking up some some legs um yeah, so by Friday, Bitcoin had actually given uh, us some bearish signals. And then going into the weekend, uh, we were quite bearish. I actually personally opened up a short and then got faked out on Sunday by this um, uh, last ditch effort for Bitcoin to to rise back up. I think it blew uh We didn't even see it on the cheat sheet because it happened so quickly. But yeah, I think it blew a lot of shorts away. Um and then finally, um, there was the big move down. Um, and in fact, this big move down um, happened in a matter of minutes. Uh, there was, yeah, you had to be on the right side of it um, before it happened. Uh, haven't seen a move like that in quite some time. Uh, Dollar-wise and percentage-wise, it wasn't actually that big for the day, but for how quickly it happened within like a few minutes. Um, it was quite a big move. Um, and yeah, oil actually, uh, the only thing left that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess you could say people are rotating out of tech uh, back in into energy. But um, yeah, I actually don't know anything about these markets. That's what Cletus comes on to talk to us about. But um, the cheat sheet, uh, takes an opinion and uh yeah the opinion just you know driven purely by technicals and that opinion is that oil is probably going to go um and try and break above 80 dollars. we'll see if it uh meets resistance uh due to you know some some effect um one thing could be you know this fomc um i think it's funny people post stuff like this like you know the market is 98.9 percent convinced that we're getting 25 BIP rate hike today. It'd be funny if JPL threw people a curveball. I don't think that that's what JPL tries to do is throw people curveballs. Um, I think that they save surprises in rate hikes and in you know Fed policy. The surprises are saved for uh, when bad things are happening, and there's not really arguably anything bad happening in the market right now. Inflation is maybe not the best. Um, you know, um, but yeah, uh, maybe, maybe uh, the prices of like the price of oil starting to go up and some commodities starting to go up could be an issue. But if you go look across the board, I mean, uh, you know, inflation is still sort of coming down. So I don't expect there to be any um, 
surprises. Uh, I think most likely we will get exactly what the market expects, which is what um, Jerome Powell said he was going to do. He's just going to do it. Um, yeah, the, the open interest on Bybit, uh, that's that's this, uh, this small green line down here. You can see it skyrocketed um, recently, or this was just this morning. So uh, yeah, be careful out there because the price didn't move, right? Uh, so that means that you know there's there's a lot of people on both sides of the trade it could it could break out in a volatile way up or down um pack west uh stock basically like crashed last night so there's still issues at that bank um i don't like this whole another one bites the dust thing from bitcoin magazine i mean uh it's it's a very like Bitcoin maximalist thing to be like, oh, it's us versus the banks. Um, I would bet that Bitcoin and banks will live side by side for quite a long time. Uh, I don't think you have to kill the banks to be able to have Bitcoin. I mean, right now they live side by side. Um, yeah, FOMC day. That's how to trade it, basically. I mean, every single FOMC day. So, yeah, the idea is basically just don't trade it. Um, I mean, if you want to try and you know, for no reason short up here and for no reason buy down here, um, trying to like, you know, intraday trade, uh, like for a scalp or something like that. Um, go for it. Uh, probably not the best time to, uh, you know, <laughs> load up for a long-term position. Just let, let the thing cool off, um, and let the market return back to normal. Uh, we'll also do whatever you want to do, but, uh, yeah, the uh, if you haven't seen these trading bots or whatever on Discord, they're actually kind of cool. I'm I'm gonna try and look into setting something up myself. But uh, there's one called Unibot, and you basically go into Telegram and um, you can set up a connection to like a crypto wallet, and then it gives you ways to um, trade in a more sophisticated way on chain. Uh, I think it's hilarious, though. Yeah, that's what this this tweet is about. Is that the uh, the user experience in DeFi apps are so bad that we're now using a Telegram bot to avoid, uh, <laughs> you know, all the the issues with the, the user experience that currently exists. Um, just want to take this chart apart for a second. This guy says, daily reminder that Bitcoin price is very, very, very undervalued and cheap. Um, I, I like maybe, but like this chart doesn't have any, like, so, you know, this is like on-chain, uh, sleuthing as i like to call it and the on-chain people were never right in the last uh bull cycle uh i think really the last two um the this thing mvrv and z score i think mvrv is something about like the market cap something blah 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 relative to like you know how much supply is available or volume or something like that um it's basically just like, you know, a couple of numbers divided by each other that are very correlated to the price. Um, and then the Z score is, um, I believe, just taking that MVRV value and looking at how far uh, a Z score is just like a standard deviation. So like how far from the mean? Um, and yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, is that this thing doesn't really like, it's not really predictive. I think one of the, the things people were trying to say is that, oh, when it comes into this red zone, uh, that's a top and I mean you know it's worked uh, for for a few you know I, I mean okay cool it picked these two tops uh, but were they really tops right I mean on what time frame right because this went on to make a new high um, you know this was a local top didn't get this local top um, you know technically got this top but it wasn't even the actual top right it was this sort of broad top right so 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can trade it. I mean, you can try to trade it. You can, uh, uh, but like for instance, here, if you had sold when they went red, you would have missed, you know, the the second half of the, uh, uh, you know, another like 30, 40%. I mean, whatever, if you were long from down here, who cares, right? Um, but yeah, it doesn't really even tell you where to buy. I mean, uh, technically, you know, I think on the buy side, it looks cleaner though. Um, you know, if you're willing to hold on to what is that two years it looks like. So if you buy down in this green, so that means that if you're buying down in this green, um, late last year, then you're expecting, uh, profits, you know, years later. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the one thing that I would say is that this blue line, right. We can say that, uh, uh, Bitcoin is undervalued when it's below this blue line, because that seems to be very consistent. And, uh, so that was again last year. So like currently today, probably not undervalued. Uh, waiting for Bitcoin to go back and retest that blue line is probably uh, the the long term buy spot. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, not a big fan of the on chain stuff. I'm really haven't really seen it be that predictive. Uh, please come and make comments about how I'm wrong or something. Um, but yeah, uh, last thing I'll leave you with is. Um, go touch grass, I guess. Like, yeah, when, you know, Bitcoin's been consolidating for 30 something days, I, um, I, you know, I showed yesterday in the newsletter that the last time Bitcoin came and fell below the 50 day moving average, it was under there for 55 days, just sort of like drifting downwards. Um, so yeah, uh, make sure that you're not, uh, driving yourself crazy over, especially this price action where, um, the price is only, you know, it's okay. It crashed. What it went down 3%, right. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, there was days earlier this year when Bitcoin was down like eight, 9%, stuff like that. And last year, even bigger. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, for trading, it's, you can still do it if you want to. Um, but yeah, for long-term holding or whatever, um, time to just like, yeah, enjoy being outside set some alerts on your phone or whatever. And, uh, you know, if, if Bitcoin has a big 8% down day or something, maybe maybe pick some up or do whatever you want. But um, yeah, don't drive yourself crazy trying to trade this sort of chop. Um, all right. I hope everybody has a good rest of their week. I will talk to you next week.